to the Women's March Anniversary Day of Action 2018 in Milwaukee. My name is Sarah Pearson. I'm one of the state co-chairs of Women's March Wisconsin. I just want to thank everybody for coming. Um, for those of you who donated, this movement was powered by the people. The majority of our donations to make this possible were under $50, so we did this. We did this. That's people power. So the mission of Women's March is to harness the political power of diverse groups of women to create transformative social change. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to hear from people in our communities who've been out there doing the work for a long time, women of color, um, who are creating transformative social change in Milwaukee. That's what we're going to do today. And um, we're going to celebrate that. And we're going to get ready in 2018 to take it back. 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 We pay for this. We pay for this. They represent us. And we're going to take it back. I'm going to turn it over to my colleague, Henna. Thank you guys all so much for being here. I just want to reiterate exactly what Sarah said. This was completely made possible by all the time and donations that we got from all of you guys. So really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for everything that you guys have done for this. And now let's get the rally started. All right, it is my immense honor to introduce our first speaker, Senator Lena Taylor. State Senator Lena Taylor is serving her third term in the Wisconsin State Senate, representing the 4th Senate District. She fights unrelentlessly for her constituents' rights. She is the 1,000th Senator in the, United, in the Senate of Wisconsin, 20th woman, 5th African American, and only and only the second African-American woman to serve in our state Senate. Hello, my sisters!
Sarah and Kaylee said, this march needs to come to Milwaukee. Milwaukee needs to have a voice in this too. But we need to go to Kenosha and Racine and Warsaw. And we need to go all over this state and all over this nation, making sure that women rise up. Rise up. And many and all the people who worked hard to help organize this, let's give them a round of applause. We've come a long way since last year. And some woman out here has a t-shirt. It has Wonder Woman on it. And she's hitting this guy with an orange face and some blonde hair. I mean, a rug. So I'm telling you, we've come a long way since what has happened in D.C., since the march even in Madison last year and all over. It was truly a march that was one of the largest across the world. The largest history, I mean, the largest protest in the history of this country. That's amazing. Shout out to women. It says, when women show up, we show out. Last year, we saw women, specifically women of color, breaking barriers, knocking down doors, bam. Running for office, walking in new roles as elected officials and around the country. In Virginia, Elizabeth and Hala. Yes, first delegate, Latina delegate. Shout out to the first Latina delegate in Virginia. And shout out to our very own first Latina, Joe Casta. They unseated incumbent Republicans. Shout out to Tamika Vukovic, who ran in Glendale. First African-American woman in Glendale to take some territory. What about Kathy Tran, the first Asian-American member of the House of Delegates? Dawn Adams, the first openly lesbian delegate. That's what I'm talking about. But Danica, she a bad something something. The first transgender delegate. And she, and she unseated a male incumbent. Bob Marshall. See, Bob wouldn't debate her. He refused to even address her. And you know what she went and did? She said, well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, somebody said she kicked booty. She did. She said, I'm not going to just be mad. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to rise up. And I'm going to do something about it. And she made him her constituent. Bennett in New Jersey, who in November last year showed up at a local council meeting and, the pro and protested a legislator, John Kerman. He mocked her and mocked the women's movement in 2017. 
He said something like, will the women, you know, who are protesting in the movement, will they be home uh, in time to make dinner? I like the way Ashley think. Ashley decided to run for his seat. John is now Ashley's constituent. When women show up, we show out. When women show up, we show out. When women show up, we show out. These are women who were marginalized, who were undervalued, who felt like they needed to do something about what was dead smack in front of them. Listen, they literally had to confront all types of resistance, all type of adversity. And they walked straight up to that adversity and said, not today. This is about to change right now. The time is now. Your time is up. Let me tell you, if we don't go and claim territory like the Tamikas of the world, like the Danicas of the world, like the Ashleys of the world, then something's wrong with us. It's our voice. It's our vaginas. It's our children. It's our community. It's our voice and we have to be heard. We have to make sure that legislation like what President Barack Obama did with Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act, we need to make sure that kind of legislation gets done. Let me just remind you for one quick moment in Wisconsin, we went backwards when the feds went forward. The, those in charge here undid protections for women. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. So the people like those women who ran, the people like Keith Ellison who works to protect reproductive rights, our very own having a voice in the Senate, Tammy Baldwin. Their contributions and partnerships are invaluable, but make no mistake, it is a woman who knows what it feels like to be spat on, to be humiliated when she's leaving or trying to go to a Planned Parenthood clinic. It's our voice. When we show up, we show out. After making one of the most difficult decisions in a woman's life, she don't need nobody trying to tell her what she and her God, if she believe, and her doctor decide to do. That's why I'm calling on every woman, each and every one of you, to support the women in your lives. Now listen, you can't just support with some nice words. You gotta run, but you gotta support women running with donations, with your time, with your energy. The women, I saw one woman with a sign says past, present, and future talking about the Me Too movement. Time is up. Time is up for that kind of behavior. We need the right women 
in places to make a difference. So there is no more business as usual in this country, in this state, in this county, in this city, in your house. My sisters, I applaud you for being here. I am every woman. But let me tell you, I need women who are doing the work to make a difference. Women like Rebecca Dallin. Come on, Rebecca. Let me tell you something about Rebecca. Let me tell you what I know about Rebecca. See, I was a, I was a um, public defender. And then I was a practicing lawyer. And I know this girl. She was a prosecutor. And she was tough. She was little. But she was tough. And she ran to be a judge. And she even had some experiences that have been teachable moments for her as a judge. But you know what I like? She took those lessons and used them to help train other judges to think differently. Because if we don't change the way they think in these buildings, nothing will change. Isn't that right? And if we don't make sure that there are women in the courthouse and on the bench, then guess what? It's a problem. Tell them why it's a problem. Thank you, Lena. All right. This is awesome. This is awesome. So I am a mom of three daughters, and I am a judge, and I have spent my life working to empower women. I have spent my life making sure that your voices, our voices are heard. That we fight against domestic violence. That we fight against human trafficking. That we make sure that we are at the table. And that's why we need to elect women. We need leaders like Lena, Senator Taylor. We need leaders like Joe Costa. We need leaders like Tamika, and we need a woman on the Supreme Court who's going to look out for our rights. We. Thank you. Thank you. We still have one in five women in this state our judges, only one in five. We need to do something about that. All of us here need to get out, we need to vote, and we need to step up. And February 20th is your opportunity. I am running for Wisconsin Supreme Court. Dalit for justice. Thank you. Thank you. Show up and show out. Show up and show out. Show up and show out. Listen, we not only need to do it, but we need to claim new territory. We need to run. And I want to take one moment and give Tamika an opportunity to speak because she did something that we often don't do. See, boys, I'm just going to tell the truth. They come out the womb thinking they can run for president. But girls have to be asked a lot of times. And in, in, in Glendale, when she became the first African-American woman to be an older woman, it has made a difference. It puts a voice, a different voice at the table, a different perspective at the table. So we can't just run in the same places.
We got to do a Jabez. And we got to go claim some territory. Right, Tamika? Come tell them why we got to claim some territory. Hello, women of Wisconsin. Hello, women of Wisconsin. My name is Tamika Vukovic, but first and foremost, the first elected position that I got was Glen Hill River Hill School Board. I have two elected positions. I was the very first person of color to be elected, and that is where territory was pulled. Our school district is six or 50 plus percent kids of color, but they had no representation. I represent them now. I, I ran for, uh, for Alderman because I know that there is a population of people of color in Glendale. But guess what? We had no one to represent our interests or us in general. Now, sometimes those, those, those issues are the same, no matter what color you are. And it could be a woman. We had a woman. But me being there puts a different perspective. And my goal, everybody else has their goal, but my goal for 2018 is to expand territory with women and women of color. Get out of Milwaukee. Go to Brown Deer. There is a woman that's running for Brown Deer. Wonder Montgomery, we have to get her elected. She's a great woman. I want to see women in Greendale, Greenfield, Waukesha, women of color running. Do not be scared because it's not Milwaukee. We can't take territory. So what do we do? We show up and we show out. Show up and show out. Show up and show out. Show up and show out. Thank you so much. I have no voice left, but thank you. Thank you, Senator Taylor. I just want to make one announcement quick on behalf of Tammy Baldwin. She wanted to be here today. She really did. And she was going to send a representative in her place. Um, unfortunately, the government shut down last night. Boo! Do you know why the government shut down? Racism, xenophobia. Republicans shut down the government, made 10 million kids lose their health care, and withheld salary to millions of federal employees, all because they are racist and they will not grant status to immigrants. That is why Tammy Baldwin's representative can't be here today, but she wanted us to know that she supports the march and she's here with us in spirit. So, our next speaker is the executive director and founder of Fresh Start Learning Incorporated. She believes in the spirit of excellence and meeting the needs of the people. Women, femmes, allies, please welcome to the stage, Nancy Yarbrough. When we show up, we show 
Yarbrough. I'm recently married, so it's Nancy Yarbrough Banks. But however, I do run a nonprofit organization that stands for the right of women, that stands for the right of our sexual, sexual intent. What we decide to do with our bodies is our business, but we stand up for those that don't have the right to have their bodies taken from them, stolen from them, put on their backs 24 hours a day to make somebody else's pockets get fatter. So I stand for the right of those that has been sexually exploited. Our daughters are not for sale. I was asked to come out today to serve at this National Women of Colors March to invoke, to inspire, to bring back into the hearts and the minds and the souls of us as women that have been struggling for a long amount of time but are now standing in the gap for those that had been struggling that are no longer having to struggle because we're allowing the doors to be open for other women. So if you sit in the seat of influence of any kind, if you sit at the table that can make a decision, Hold the door open for the next woman to walk through. So as I stand here, I don't take it lightly. I think that I am amongst women of greatness. Point at yourself and say, I am great. I am great. I am great. Do you believe that? The whole thing about that is sometimes we believe, but we don't pour that into anyone else to have them believe it. So now look at the person next to you and tell that woman, you are great. You are great. That's all right, right? This, this is our season of change. season of change means that we need to be resilient, steadfast, and stand strong, unmovable, unbendable, and unbreakable, standing for the rights of women, women of color, in every seat that we sit in, every job that we hold, every organization that we run, we have to stand strong. Because I didn't take this lightly, I said, all right, God, you had me stand amongst all of this greatness. What would you have me to say that would put power into the people that would have true meaning and would stick with them after they leave here? Because we all know, face it, we come to these rallies, we get all charged up, we chant, we say a whole lot of things that empower oneself, to empower others, and then after the march, we don't hear from anyone else that's standing in our proximity unless we work with them on a daily basis, and then there's no change that actually happens. We have to remember this is the start of new beginnings, our season of change, and we cannot change unless we stick and stay. So, I thought about the word power, and I rest on words because they're so effective and they have so much meaning. They have the power to build up, and they have the power to dare down. So when I thought about the word power, I said power comes from the people, and love comes when we change, and united we cannot be broken. When we get this, we'll, we'll always be free.
power to respect differences, to embrace change, to let go, to forgive, see things as they are, to represent your truth, your truth. Don't let anybody shake you from what you believe. Stand on your truth and make a difference. Not as disrespect. Stop the dissing and lead the respect. We need to love without boundaries, love without limits, love without bias, love that makes whole, love that heals, delivers, sets free the mind, body, and soul to walk, work, and live courageously. That love that provokes and incites, that arouses and produces and causes real stimulation for us to change things for real. A call for change. There are so many great signs out here. If you guys take a look around and see what this represents, this is true unity. This is true unity. The power of the people cannot be defeated. The power of the people cannot be defeated. The power of the people cannot be defeated. Remember that. Lift it up. Cannot be defeated. The power of the people cannot be defeated. Remember that. United we stand, truly divided we really fail and not just fall. United we stand and truly if we're not united, we not only fall but we fail. We fail ourselves, we fail our families, we fail our communities, we fail our children. Be the change that you want to see. You can clap right there, unless it's bad change, right? <laughs> so, as I leave this stage, I wanted to leave this with you and let it resonate on your mind. My chant, and was in my heart from the time I was asked to come and speak here today. It was power, love, and unity. When we get this, we will be free. Power, love, and unity. When we get this, we'll all be free. Power, love, and unity. When we get this, We'll all be free. Power, love, and unity. When we get this, we'll all be free. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I showed my friend over here a new dance. She was trying to dance. Where, where are you, friend? Come show him. Show him, show him your dance. I told, she was moving. I told her, if you move the ball of your foot, everything else will move. So go on and do your dance, girl. Do your dance, girl. Do your dance, girl. Thank you so much, Nancy. Our next speaker is an organizer with UBlock, uplifting black liberation and black community <laughs> works to equip, connect, and educate black communities with resources and opportunities that will help provide a sustainable environment free from oppressive systems. Please help me welcome to the stage, Lisa Jones of UBlock. <laughs>
working to be part of that solution. We are working on the criminal justice system. Have you heard of a DOJ draft report? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you haven't, sisters, you need to. And we are working on that. And we are also working on a campaign to close the Milwaukee Secure Detention Facility. We cannot treat others as others and treat them inhumanely. So that's what we are working for this year. I'd like to speak to you this year, this time, about what is a New Year's resolution? Now, how many out here have New Year's resolutions? Come on, come on, oh, oh come on. If you don't have one, have you ever had one? Okay, all right, like, like you too, my sisters, I've had New Year's resolutions, and I've had my fair share of them. Now, how many times have you followed through with those New Year's resolutions? Oh, yeah, too often. Yeah, so too often we fail. And you know what? As I pondered this question of what we should be doing what if, we, what if we thought about a New Year's resolution and we didn't think about ourselves? And we start thinking about what is right and good in this world and how we can impact the world for change. Is that the real New Year's resolutions we should have? We all stand in a moment that calls us to get involved. to work as for such a time as this. And each of us have that moment in time. And I'd just like to take a, a moment to tell you my story and how, how that has gotten me here to where I'm at today. When Jay Anderson was killed by the Wauwatosa police, right down the street, a half a mile from my house, no longer could I just stay on the sidelines and say another black man shot by the police. No, uh-uh. You know what? You know what was calling? That, that phone was ringing. It's time for change. It's time for change. Am I going to pick it up? Or am I going to just let it keep on ringing and ignore it? Sisters, are you going to ignore that call? Are you going to stand up and pick it up, listen and act? Yeah. All right. That means you got to show up. That means every sister and brothers who are supporting those sisters, y'all need to show up. If we had been showing up the last 50 years, would we have a racism chief for our president? That's right. It's time to get out of our boxes and do what we are called to do. Because you know what, sisters? The country we knew or we thought we knew is dying. But here's the thing. With death comes rebirth. You know, when a tree is dying, 
it can come back to life if it's nurtured and given all the things that it needs. And my sisters, who gives birth? one more time. Our next presenter has a passion for community justice, which led her to co-founding Urban Underground, a nationally recognized grassroots youth development organization whose members have been at the forefront of youth-led social change in Milwaukee and the region. Please help us welcome to the stage co-founder of Urban Underground and Youth Justice Milwaukee, Charlene Moore!
Hello, Milwaukee! This is one of the um, most amazing sights that I've seen. Where are the young people? Where are the young people? Make some noise, young people! You know the cliche, youth are our future? Yeah, they are our future. But our young people are right now. They are our right now. Young people have to be a part of the movement. Back in the civil rights days, those young people, they were an intricate part of the movement. And we cannot continue to do this work without showing young people that, you know what, you have a voice. You have the leadership ability. Whether they're five years old, whether they're 10 years old, whether they're 18 years old, we have to involve young people a part of the movement. I can sit in front of you all and talk, but that's not my style. I have young people with me today from Urban Underground, from Hawa. We, have, we are here to show solidarity because again, we, uh, Milwaukee may be divided by bridges, but we have to be intentional about bringing our young people together. We're not gonna be before you long. I'm going to bring up um, Jordan, which is a new young person to Urban Underground. She's gonna take a couple minutes and talk about her experience. Then I'm gonna bring up Simone. She's been with Urban Underground for a couple years. I just want you all to hear from their voice. I can't say young people are our present without having young people at the forefront. So you all, give, show them some love. Good morning, women. My name is Jordan Anderson and I am 16 years old and I am a member of Under Urban Underground. At Urban Underground, we recently discussed the juvenile ju justice system. It is important for our youth to be in places such as this. We need to come together. We need to get our youth to come together so they can have input on what is happening to them and what will happen to us in the future. During the meeting, along with other engaged women, men and women, as I personally had a few things to say. The juvenile justice system, I can say, has been framed around shutting our young African-American men and young women down. As an African-American female team, I have to work 110 times harder in schools, therefore, so I can be recognized as a woman. I personally have peers and family members that have been shut down by the juvenile system and treated unfairly as the system shuts us down. We recently talked about shutting two of the youth prisons down, whoever doesn't know that is, the Leakin Hill and Copper Lake. There have been stories about these places, about the kids being treated brutally and unfairly, but unfortunately no one has been said accountable for the actions that have happened at these places. My team at Urban Underground are trying the best to get the word out. There have been prisons about the prisons and the actions taking place. 
We feel deeply about our youth and the way that they are treated, not only in the Milwaukee area, but the areas around the state and the country as well. I believe in community, and I believe that I have an impactful change, and it starts with the community. So help me, community. Help us come together as one to point out the wrongs in the juvenile system, and most importantly, help us make a change. know um yeah so let's get down to it <laughs> so basically at urban what we do is we get youth involved in every community event that's possible to fit in our schedule we attend we show up we show out and we here to get down and make a change you know so a lot of times youth aren't given the voice to speak and stand ground even though Everything around us and surround us is based off of us and our future. Yes. So yes. it's important to get our input because eventually we're going to be the older people and the elderly and the teenagers and the people above and the bosses around here. So, you know, we got to get to it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Yes. But, um, yeah, we've been working on this in abuse council. So basically we're getting teens involved in knowing what a healthy relationship is and how to be able to be comfortable with yourself and your word and what you're capable of doing and your standards and how to do it, where to do it, and who to connect with, you know. So that's a little bit, you know. <laughs> had a program we've been getting activists who have been around that hasn't been getting that attention and the community awareness and what we do is we interview them we get involved we write about them we let others know we have a website as well and that's what we're here for from the mouth of babes right I want you all to know that young people are dy dynamic, they're brilliant, they're smart, they have lots of energy, they're talented, and all we have to do is bring them to the table. We have to provide a seat for them at the table. I don't want you all to be afraid of young people, particularly young people of color. Our, me our media and our society may tell you to be afraid, but I want you all to know that these young people, they need support. They need love. They need guidance. And it's up to us to be able to give them that. So we're going to leave you all with this. We're going to chant out because we always make sure that we're building community. So we leave with, leave with you the Asada Shakur chant, and I need you to repeat after me. Y'all ready? It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other. We must love each other. And, support each other. and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. 
One more time, fist up. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love each other and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Thank you. Speaking of young people who are changing the face of our community, our next speaker won an award for LGBT youth through the group Diverse and Resilient. Her name, Kaylee Evans. I'd like to welcome her to the stage. speak here. Um, when I got the message, I was like, oh, why do you want me to speak at the Women's March? Um, and I just texted my friends. I was like, guys, I'm really nervous. And one of them said that you are our seat at the table. And in addition to almost making me cry, um, it calmed my nerves and it also rings true to what Sarah just said. I am one of the young queer women of color in the community. Um, and sometimes it's kind of hard to understand our worth to the people in our lives um, unless you see yourself through their eyes. I am the daughter of a single mother and because of that, I have a very intimate understanding of the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, as she was striving to better our quality of life, I was cared for by her sisters and her friends and her mother and her stepmother. And because of this upbringing, I have carried with me the notion that it is important to have a strong female support system, not only in childhood, but after and your sisters and your friends and your teachers don't forget to show that love and your <laughs> don't forget to show that love to them because without them this wouldn't be possible thank you Thank you. Next, I want to welcome our next speaker. She's an eighth grade student at Milwaukee College Prep and founder, founder, eighth grade, founder of the North Star Action and Culture Committee, Zion Rogers. 
Good morning, community. I would first like to give honor to God and to my ancestors, elders, family, and mentors whose shoulders I stand on. I would also like to give a special thank you to the amazing and powerful women who made this wonderful event possible. As a teenager, a member of the Generation Z, and an African, I am a first-hand witness of the abundance of struggles encountered by female youth of color. Poverty, racially charged microaggressions, homelessness, and trafficking are just a few of the challenges that we are presented with on a daily basis. Young women of color are becoming increasingly aware of the varying forms of oppression that are the root causes of these problems, and we are now awakening to become part of the solution. I believe that speaking up is an important step in confronting the world we have inherited, and many other youth are echoing that same sentiment. We are living out of the words of my esteemed elder, Angela Davis, who once said, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. Everyone may not understand our confrontational language and actions, but there will always be someone out there that will. That's one of the reasons it's so great to be heard on today. 17-year-old actress and activist Yara Shahidi says, there's a lack of humanity that goes behind policies that make being a black woman a pre-existing condition. I feel this lack of humanity can re result in the miseducation of our young women of color, whereby we receive schooling that is not responsive to our distinct social and cultural needs. <laughs> lack of humanity can drive young girls of color to a point where we make life-shattering decisions or lose the desire to be a critically conscious, self-determined woman. But we must not let this lack of humanity take away our sense of inner peace and desire for change. We now are faced with the reality of living in an American society where the national presidency is saturated with bigotry and bullying. Profanity is the norm when our leader makes his points. But out of respect for my parents and elders, right now I'm going to be a little different than the President of the United States. Allow me to respectfully, allow me to respectfully remove the shh from the it hole. Let me say it again, remove the shh from the it hole as I make the following points. If we have a national leadership that believes there are it hole nations, then you better believe that he is only a small part of an increasingly more blatant worldview that sees so many struggling folks as it hole poor people, view struggling urban school districts as having it hole schools, looks at you wonderful women as those it hole females, sees proud races as it hole people of color, and not to mention kids who look like me have to be considered it hole children who are seen as expendable and only worth the profit that it whole corporations can make from us.
The so-called it-hole things I just named are all victims of a morally it-hole system that's in need of a great big enema flush. During the civil rights and black power era, the FBI's COINTELPRO aimed to destroy the efforts of well-known civil rights leaders and organizations such as Malcolm X, Angela Davis, and the Black Panther Party. What many don't know is that COINTELPRO set forth specific goals, one of them being to prevent the growth of militant organizations, especially among youth. Specific tactics must be used to prevent these young people from, wait, Specific tactics must be used to prevent these groups from converting young people. Genuine conversion of young women of color or a youth uprising is what the powers that be truly fear. Not only, in a, not only an uprising as we've witnessed in Sherman Park and Ferguson, but an uprising in consciousness, an uprising in our willingness to unify, a conversion in our consumer spending habits, and even a conversion in our appetite for the unhealthy elements of popular culture. <laughs> to the adult women in attendance today, please know that as young women of color, we sometimes are unintentionally silenced by the leadership roles that are held by many of you. However, our desire is to build intergenerational bridges, respect your wisdom, glean from your knowledge and yet not feel intimidated as we respectfully insist that our voice matters and that it will be heard. <laughs> young people often hear you say you are the future, but young women of color hope to shatter that cliche by saying and demonstrating that we are the now. Thank you and God bless. Wow, I am just blown away by that. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm voting Zion Rogers 2020. How about you? <laughs> Serving five years in the Army National Guard, she is, uh, her devotion to country is paramount to who she is. Working 15 years in the medical field, she has un unquestioned devotion to serving her community. And as a mother of two, she is focused on moving our state forward. Next, please, wel please help us welcome to the stage State Assembly candidate in the 24th District, Emily Segrist. Good morning, everyone. My name is Emily Segrist. This is my daughter, Caroline. Okay. I'm thrilled to be with you today. As we join to celebrate women, I'm happy to have the opportunity to tell you a little bit about me. My biological mother was a Mexican migrant farm worker and gave birth <laughs> and gave birth to me in St. Paul, Minnesota. She knew she could not provide the life she wanted for me and made the difficult decision to give me up for adoption. After several months in the foster care system, I was adopted by an amazing couple in a small town just outside of Duluth, Minnesota, my mom and dad. Northern Minnesota in the 80s was not exactly a melting pot. 
and I grew up scrutinized and ridiculed for the color of my skin. At the time, it made me sad, and it made me angry, and I realize now that it also made me resilient. Thank you. It helped me learn that no one gets to define me but me. At this point, I moved to Minneapolis and realized I needed more direction. I joined the military and became a medic. Thank you. From there, I went to the nursing school and started my career at the University of Wisconsin Hospital. At UW, I earned my master's, and my husband and I at this point relocated, relocated to Milwaukee and started our family. So fast forward to 2016 presidential election. <laughs> yes, we saw for the first time a presidential candidate vilify the press and free speech. He objectified and bragged about sexually assaulting women. He advocated selling out our environment in the name of business. And he disparaged ethnic groups and convinced many that immigrants are to blame for their lot in life. Those people that look like me are not worthy of the American dream. So in November of 2016, people voted for him in droves, including some of my family members. My family voting for a man that ran on a campaign of hate and intolerance, and it stung. The next morning, I sat in my car in the parking lot after dropping my daughter off at preschool. I was eight months pregnant and on the verge of tears. When I composed myself, I realized one more time that this does not define me. No more was I going to remain casually uninterested in the government, and no longer is it enough to show up and vote on election days. My eyes were open, and my voice will be heard. I filed paperwork in November to run against my incumbent state assembly representative in the 24th district. The person I'm running against is a man that championed redrawing our state election maps to benefit his party. Yep. And then voted to spend our tax dollars to defend them in court when they were ruled unconstitutional. A man that supports permitless carry of firearms in our schools, hospitals, college campuses, and mental health wards. I know I'm new to this and I understand my chances, but I will not remain silent anymore. The time has come for this woman to rise up. My name is Emily Segrist, and I'm running for state assembly in the 24th. Say, we win. We will 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 win. Thank you.
up for our speakers one more time. We aren't quite done yet. Uh, we had one speaker who wanted to be here, but uh, her flight was delayed in Chicago, and so she wasn't able to make it quite yet uh, to the rally here. Um, she is an avid fighter for public education and encourages community empowerment. As a teacher, she's active in her union because she knows it, uh, it involves educators uh, taking the lead on social reform in their communities and combating racism, classism, and prejudice. Her name is Marcelia J uh, Nicholson, and I have a statement for her that I'm going to read on her behalf because she wasn't able to come. She says, as a young woman of color, a public school educator, an activist, community and unity organizer, and local elected official, I stand today uh, with you in solidarity. Women everywhere are shattering glass ceilings, and I'm proud not only to be a part of that cohort, but in helping to elect other progressive women across the state, including Patty uh, Sachner. I butchered that, uh, and Tammy Baldwin. But, right. but let's not forget about the countless women of color that sacrifice every day to overcome the systematic oppression meant to hold us back. We are women too, and we deserve to be acknowledged and propelled into positions of higher leadership. We need all of you to come together to support us, to recognize that our narratives are essential to shaping policy and help us be a voice for the hardworking people in Milwaukee County and in the great state of Wisconsin. Like Senator Taylor said, we need to support women running for office, not only with our votes, our voice, our volunteering, but our wallets. We have to give progressive women the money and support to beat dark money in politics and get it out of Wisconsin. Get it out! If you are a woman running for office, raise your hand. Do we have any candidates out there? Look around. These are the women that need your support. Let's say it again. Take it back. 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 Tammy Baldwin's staff is here collecting donations. We've got Kathy Myers here. She's a progressive woman, a teacher for 24 years, and a mom of two running to replace Paul Ryan. Yes! Vote him out! 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 that need our support. We can do this. Let's take it back. The next woman here is running for office. Her name is Erica Flynn. Let's give it up. Hi, everyone. My name is Erica Flynn. cares about affordable health care. Yeah, affordable health care. 
Heck, health care of any kind. I care too. When I was a kid, I was always getting sick. And my papa, a single father, worked a night shift so that we could have health insurance. He worked that job night after night for years so that we could afford health care. And there were so many people just like him. And now 30 years later, we are not much better off. There's so many families that worry and they struggle to keep their children healthy. I'm so over this. This is why I'm running for office. Have you ever heard of a man named Scott Walker? My opponent is a Republican rubber stamp for Scott Walker and Paul Ryan and Donald Trump. And he votes against everything I care about. And here, here's the real kicker. He hasn't even been opposed for four years. No one's run against him for four years. Does this sound like democracy to you? No. Do you think we can do better? President Obama inspired me when he said, if you are disappointed by your elected officials, grab a clipboard, get some signatures, and run for office yourself. And that is what I am doing. Yes, we can. Absolutely. I know we can do better. We can, when we can stand and fight together. We will fight for our health care. We will fight for a woman's right to choose. We will fight for social justice. We will fight to make sure the American dream is truly accessible for everyone. There's so much work to be done, and I hope that you will join me in doing it. Are you with me? Yeah. I said, are you with me? Yeah. My name is Erica Flynn, and my sisters and my allies, I am so honored to announce that I am running for state representative in the 84th Assembly District. Yeah. We're going to win this, Wisconsin. Wisconsin for the win! Yeah. Women for the win! Yeah. Erica Flynn for the win! Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Erica. Next, please help us to welcome to the stage somebody we're really excited to have speaking today about a topic that y'all might have heard about. Please welcome to the stage, Myra Jimenez, a DACA recipient. Hello, everyone. Woo! My name is Myra Jimenez, and I am a woman. I am an immigrant. I am a college graduate, and I'm a business professional. Well-behaved women seldom make history. I will repeat this. 
well-behaved women seldom make history. Yes! This is a motto I try to live my life by. To me, this means that I will not conform to the shallow standards of society, the standards that society has for women that are shallow. I am beautiful in my own way, and you are beautiful in your own way. And together, we are so powerful. I look up to extraordinary women like my mom, who is a woman of color, an immigrant, works two jobs, and she's just a badass. She's a community leader. <laughs> I celebrate women that live an ordinary life in such extraordinary ways. Like today, I'd like to thank Sarah, Hannah, Lena, Nancy, Lisa, Charlene, Kaylee, Cyan, Emily, and Erica. You guys inspire me so much. It is thanks to the women before me and the women of today that I fight back. And it, I hope one day my sisters look up to me and I and I'm not silence to say whatever's on their mind and fight for women's not for the women's rights. No. As an immigrant and undocumented child, when I was back in middle school and also through high school, they tried to silence me. And due to my broken English, I listened. But now, as an undocumented woman of power, they will not stop me. I have let my voice be heard in places like Madison, Washington, D.C., and now Milwaukee. And I raise my voice for those women that feel that they might not have a voice. And also, I'd like to point out a beautiful sign back there. Women are the wall. Look at that beautiful wall over there. We don't need no wall. We are the wall. Undocumented women and men, we refuse to decide that a piece of paper is the definition of our humanity. No, but we do, however, need a dream act so we can go to college, graduate, have a job, and also provide for our families. We are the dreamers. However, we cannot just live with dreams. We need to die with memories. We refuse to be silenced, and we must use and share our stories to empower others, to empower our struggles in unity. Some of us are gay women, some of us are black women, some of us are white women, trans women, immigrant women, undocumented, but we are gathered here today for the, for the same reasons. I believe that women make history, that ones that make history are the ones that question society's standards and unjust laws. Today, we are making history together. Yeah! It is extraordinary that the women of today, we are not waiting, we are refusing to wait, and we are getting things done. We are advocating for and leading the change, and it is by example, I assure you by example, to the women that I look up to, and I hope one day, like I mentioned, my three little sisters look up to me. It is by example that we lead and we inspire. We have the power. I am beautiful, you are beautiful, and today, today together, we are incredibly powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Myra. There is no feminism that does not support immigrant women. Dream Act now! 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 Dream Act now!
is safe. Yes, we can. Si se puede. Yes, we can. Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Thank you. Thank you. Our final speaker of the morning is a Cree Native woman involved with the Standing Rock movement to protect the water and Mother Earth. In addition, she is fighting for Native rights and promoting awareness for missing and murdered Indigenous women. This is why we are wearing red today. Ladies, Femmes, Allies, it is my pleasure to welcome to the stage Indigenous rights activist and water protector, Colleen Kennedy. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you all. So I am born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am a Cree native. Thank you. I do want to bring attention to the fact that we in the women's movement do not bring enough attention to Native women. Native women face so many issues that are never brought to light because unfortunately uh, we as a people are left as forgotten. You all think that we live on reservations and we hide and we aren't out in the public, but we are here, we are everywhere. I'm sure there are many of us in the audience right now. But I don't want you to forget, I don't ever want you to forget about the women that are on those reservations. Hashtag MMIW, that's for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women. That's right, let's bring our sisters home. Uh, I want to bring to light too a, a recent case, uh, if you're familiar with it, Samantha Graywind. She was a Standing Rock Sioux Lakota native who was kidnapped by a, a, a white couple, a Caucasian couple, and she was murdered for her unborn child. They stole her child from her, and if that wasn't bad enough, the father of that child, a 22-year-old young man, was not allowed to take that baby home. Social services took that child and kept that baby from him while he grieved the loss of his pregnant girlfriend. And we had to fight very hard to get that baby back to him. And he is now caring for that child. Yes. I got involved in activism with the Standing Rock Movement last year. I want to just say that uh, Minnie Wichoni, that is a lifestyle. Minnie Wichoni, anybody familiar with Standing Rock? Yes. Okay, well, Standing Rock is still continuing. I don't want you to think because those camps are shut down that that movement is done. That movement is not done. We still work every day to protect the water and protect Mother Earth. So please join us. Go online. I want you to look up the hashtag MMIW. Get involved with our missing and murdered indigenous women. Let's stop this sex trafficking that's happening. Let's stop these police officers from not investigating our cases. Uh, I'm sure the rest of the minority population fully understands the ramifications of law enforcement not getting involved in something that's a crime against you. Okay? So, 
Let's get after those cops. Let's start making them accountable for what they're doing to the minority population. Let's get our women to stand up for our women because no one else is gonna do it for us. All right? Thank you so much. I just wanna close with one last thing. Too many of us grew up with this nursery rhyme and it was called 10 Little Indians. And if you'll please join me in the original nursery rhyme version of it, I'm going to share with you the original lyrics. So, one little, two little, three little Indians, four little, five little, six little Indians, seven little, eight little, nine little Indians, 10 little Indian boys. 10 little, nine little, eight little Indians, seven little, six little, five little Indians, four little, three little, two little Indians, one little Indian boy. Now I want you to understand that that sounds all fun nowadays, but you have to realize that those lyrics actually come from the 1800s from a gentleman by the name of Septimus Winter. And those original lyrics went like this. Ten little engines standing in a line, one toddled home and then there were nine. Nine little engines swinging on a gate, one tumbled off and then there were eight. Eight little engines traveling in Devon, one said he'd stay there and then there were seven. Seven little engines cutting up their tricks, one broke his neck and then there were six. Six little engines running to survive, one kicked a bucket and then there were five. Five little engines on a cellar door. One tumbled in and then there were four. Four little engines out on a spree. One dead drunk and then there were three. Three little engines out on a canoe. One tumbled overboard and then there were two. Two little engines fooling with a gun. One shot the other and then there was one. One little engine was living all alone. He got married and then there were none. I bring that to light because I want you all to understand that sometimes there are simple things that we say and we do in our everyday lives that we don't realize dismiss us as a people. I want that to stop. I want you all to educate yourselves on the Native American population, please. We do focus on minorities, yes, but we forget about our people and I just want you to remember us. Please remember the missing and murdered indigenous women. Thank you for your time. Thank you for showing up and giving me this opportunity. Mini Wichoni. Wow. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Now we're going to march to the Wisconsin Center in solidarity for the rest of our afternoon. We'll have a few more speakers there giving presentations throughout the afternoon. You'll have a chance to meet some of these activists and some of these leaders who you had the chance to hear from this morning. I just want to remind everybody that we do have wheelchair accessible shuttle. It's parked at the corner of 9th and Wisconsin. Um, or I'm sorry, that's wrong, 9th and Wells. We are marching to Wisconsin. It is parked at the corner of 9th and Wells. Um, there are people, they're wearing brightly colored yellow vests. Um, they can assist you if you need to use um, 
If you need to use the shuttle to get to the Wisconsin Center, in addition, they'll be posted along the route. So if you need help, um, those are the people that you will need to find. Um, before we leave the park, I want to remind everybody, please um, don't leave trash, don't leave signs. We're responsible for keeping our city and the world clean for the next generation. So today's day of action is still the beginning. The next stage of the movement will channel the energy and activism of the Women's March into tangible strategies and concrete wins. In the 2018 elections, the rise of the woman is the rise of the nation. Help us bring power to the polls. 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 No one is safe unless everyone is safe. And if you do not stand for my sisters, then you do not stand for me and you're fired. Now, we're going to head over to Wells, 9th and Wells. Please, everybody, um, we're going to try to stay on the sidewalk, okay? We don't, we don't want anyone to get hurt. Um, so please... May, let's be orderly, stay on the sidewalks. Um, the marshals are going to be there to sort of keep us, keep us in line. We're going to march down 9th Street to Wisconsin Avenue, take a left, and we're going to go to the Wisconsin Center. We'll enter at the doors on 4th and Wisconsin. Everybody, thank you so much for attending our rally today. Thank you to all of our speakers. Thank you to everybody who donated to make this possible. And um, we look forward to seeing you at the Wisconsin Center. Thank you.